if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. And so when they released the Trader Joe's butternut squash zigzags, it was like a total game changer for anyone who does baby led weaning because, you know, usually... Prepped butternut squash is going to be in cubes, which after you cook it is way too small. It's not safe for your baby to pick it up and eat it. Enter the butternut squash zigzags, which are basically like crinkle cut french fries of already prepped butternut squash that you just throw on a pan, throw in the oven, put some oil on it, cook it till it's soft, put it in your baby's bowl. Voila, butternut squash done for you. Thank you, Trader Joe. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Trader Joe's fans unite. This episode is for you. I'm going to be sharing 10 of my favorite baby led weaning foods that you can find at Trader Joe's. Now, this is the beginning of a series. We're actually going to be doing five different markets that I think cover a vast majority of the United States. We actually have articles on each of these that are like so highly trafficked that I was recently like, why don't we have a podcast episode on this? Because People love to talk about their favorite foods, particularly from Trader Joe's. That's the one we're starting with because that one seems to be like piquing the most interest for parents. But then whenever you post about Trader Joe's, people are like, I don't have one or I don't like it or I don't shop there. So I'm also going to be doing in this order, just so you know, in the coming weeks, we're doing Costco next. So 10 baby led weaning foods you can buy there. Sprouts Farmer's Market, 10 foods from there. 10 foods from Walmart, 10 foods from Whole Foods. And then people will inevitably say, but you didn't cover my market. So what I'm trying to do is show you walking around the different parts of my 100 first foods list 
where you can find some of these foods very easily, very affordably if you are trying to get your baby to eat 100 foods before they turn one, which they can, right? Because babies can eat so many more foods than we give them credit for. So the way this episode and this subsequent market episodes are going to work is I'm going to do a call out where at the first part of the episode, I'm going to do my five favorite foods from that store that come from my 100 first foods list. So if you have a copy of the 100 first foods list and you're familiar with my five-step feeding framework, we introduce five new foods to your baby every week. So at the beginning of the week, you pick out what the five foods are gonna be for that week and you pick one food from each of the five food categories on the 100 first foods list. So on Monday, we do a new fruit. On Tuesday, we do a new vegetable. On Wednesday, we do a new starchy food. And on Thursday, we do a new protein food. And then Friday, we do an allergenic food. So in that way, you're working your baby through five new foods a week. It's 20 foods a month that works out to 100 foods for your baby in the next five months. If you don't have a copy of my 100 first foods list yet, or if you would like to learn more about how you can get your baby to eat 100 foods before turning one, sign up for my free online video workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. This is a one hour online video training. I teach it every week. On that training, I give everybody a copy of the 100 First Foods list. Plus, I walk you through what the first 10 days of starting solid foods can look like. We talk about the difference between gagging and choking, a lot about introduction of allergenic foods. It's pretty intense, but I think it's a really good use of your time if you're just trying to crack the code on this whole starting solid foods thing. And you also want to help your baby eat 100 foods because they can do it. So sign up for this week's workshop times at babyledweaning.co. And let's dive in to talking about the Trader Joe's foods. Okay, so unpopular opinion. I don't actually love Trader Joe's. There, I said it. A couple of reasons. The parking lot at the Trader Joe's where I live in San Diego is so small. And I drive a Sprinter van and then my van doesn't fit in the spots. So I basically can't park in the parking lot, which is fine. But then when I leave with all my groceries, which inevitably I can't carry on my own, I can't take the cart like across the parking lot. It's a whole thing. Cry me a river, I know. But also, let's be real, Trader Joe's is not on Instacart. And I have trouble getting to the grocery store because with seven kids, I have to have two babysitters in order to go to the grocery store. So I'm all about the grocery delivery. However, because I love you guys so much, and I actually like love Trader Joe's if I can get in there. Last night, I took three girls to gymnastics and then our au pair was with three of the boys and I took one of my sons, Henry. He's like my absolute favorite to hang out with solo. He's so different on his own. So Henry and I went to Trader Joe's and don't judge guys, but like I did realize when the quadruplets were like two or three, I was like, oh my gosh, some of them have never been inside of a grocery store. So like I'm really working on doing individual dates. So Henry and I went to Trader Joe's last night. And do you know this lore that like, it's not lore, it's true, that Trader Joe's hides like a stuffy around their store. So our particular store happens to have a monkey. And if you find the monkey, then of course they give them a lollipop. And they also give stickers too, if you don't want junk food. So Henry was had heard about this from his buddy. So it was his first time in Trader Joe's. Did not find the monkey because I was like jamming through, like we need to find all these baby foods before gymnastics is over. So you guys want to hear about the baby foods. That's why you're here. Let me cut to it. I'm going to start with five foods from the 100 first foods list. So going through this organization, a vegetable, a fruit, a starchy food, a protein food, and an allergenic food. So if you're like, I'm going to Trader Joe's this week. I have your 100 first foods list. Can you please just do the work for me? Here are the five foods that I recommend from Trader Joe's. Now, it was very hard for me to limit this to five, by the way. I started with 10 and then I knew that was going to get too long because I also wanted to do some grab bag foods, like random things I also pick up for Trader Joe's when I'm feeding babies. So starting with the first fruit, my favorite fruit from Trader Joe's are prunes. Now, prunes are just dried plums and we have plums 
on the 100 first foods list, but prunes, because they're dried plums, are a great food for babies, but we can't offer them as just plain sticky fruits, right? Because sticky dried fruits are a choking hazard. So what I do with the prunes is I make a homemade prune puree. I'm going to drop an article that has the recipe for my homemade prune puree in the episode description where you're listening to this so that you can also make that homemade prune puree. But prunes are wonderful because they're actually one of the few fruits that has iron in them. Plus, they are a really unique taste and texture for your baby. You can do it off the preloaded spoon. And I use that homemade prune puree. I use it as like jelly for my older kids. I feel like I tell the story all the time, but like for a number of years, my kids did not know what jelly was. Then they went to my mom's house, the same lady that introduced them to syrup, introduced them to jelly. And they were like, mom, granny's jelly is so much better than yours. But the homemade prune puree kind of acts like jelly without any added sugar. When your kids get older, if you're making like peanut butter, nut butter and jelly sandwiches, you can use that same recipe. You're going to love this one. Hold on to it until your mom tells your kids about real jelly. So I love the prunes from Trader Joe's or the plums. You know that whole thing that like for a long time there, not a long time, it's actually a short time, especially in California where most of the world's prunes come from. <laughs> they tried to rebrand prunes as dried plums because prunes kind of have a negative connotation just because of their association with constipation. But for real, if your baby is constipated, offering them prunes can help get things going. But again, we don't do the sticky pieces of dried fruit because they're a choking hazard. So if you want to learn more about prunes and you're just dying to become a prune fan or a prune aficionado, I have a separate episode. It's episode number 287. It's called Constipation, How to Safely Use Prunes for Babies. When we changed the episode title from prunes to constipation, the downloads went through the roof because people like to talk about constipation, but really the answer is prunes. So go check that episode out if you want to learn more. And next time that you're at Trader Joe's, grab yourself some plums, which are really pitted prunes is what they're called. And those are dried plums. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. All right. Vegetable, hands down my favorite vegetable from Trader Joe's. And if you guys shop there regularly, you're going to guess this. The butternut squash zigzags. Like when they came out with these a few years ago, I was like, huh, that just solved every baby led weaning mom's problem. Because I mean, I love butternut squash, but peeling it and cutting it and de-seeding it, it's like such a pain in the neck. And then a lot of times when you buy already prepped butternut squash, it's just cubes. 
Well, cubes don't work for early eaters because by the time you roast them, it's a squash, high water content vegetable, and all the water evaporates out of there. They turn in these little tiny balls that your early eaters can't pick up and feed to themselves. Enter the Trader Joe's butternut squash zigzags. So these are crinkle cut butternut squash. And they say on the package, it's like for salads, stir fry, soups, casseroles, pasta swap. (laughs) Please just put them on a pan, cover them in oil, roast them for your baby. They're like these little zigzag French fries that your baby can use their whole hand or their palmer grass to rake and scoop the butternut squash up and into their mouth. You're going to absolutely love them. They're about $2.99 for a 12-ounce container. So it's obviously pricier than if you were to just buy the butternut squash on its own. But like, thank you, Trader Joe, for doing the heavy lifting on this one. Plus the crinkle cut is kind of cool because it's that nice jagged edge. It makes it a little bit easier for your baby to pick up. That's a good technique for making some slippery foods easier for early eaters to eat. You don't even have to use a zigzag cutter yourself. Trader Joe did it for you. So that's my second favorite, my favorite vegetable, which is the butternut squash zigzags from Trader Joe's. All right. Third up on the third day of the week, we do a starchy food. So if you're cruising through the starchy food category of my 100 first foods list, lots of different whole grain options, but I'm going to go old school on this one. An option that I really like at Trader Joe's is that they always have sweet potatoes. And I know that sounds random, but like I do a lot of Costco and sweet potatoes are not available year round at my Costco, but they're always at Trader Joe's. And you know, sweet potato is a super awesome, easy starter food for baby led weaning. The way I do sweet potatoes... Uh, lazy mom's way. I do not peel them before I cook them because peeling is a pain. I don't even wash them because I'm going to remove the skin after they're cooked. So what I do is I put the sweet potatoes on a foil line pan, pop them in the oven at 400 or 425, cook them until they're bubbly and fork tender, and then remove them from the oven. Now here's the key with sweet potatoes. You wait until they're like just cool enough to handle. Like it's a hot potato, but you can still handle it rip the skins off when it's still like pretty hot and they come off so super easy. If you let your sweet potatoes cool, it's such a pain in the neck to get the peels off of them. And you do want to remove the peel of the cooked sweet potato. So remove it, then cool it, cut it into strips about the size of your adult pinky finger and serve your baby roasted sweet potatoes. Great carbohydrate food. That's one starchy food you can check off the list from Trader Joe's. Number four, moving on to protein. So generally on the fourth day of each week, we're offering baby a new protein. In the protein list of my 100 first foods list, there's 10 animal foods and 10 plant-based protein foods. If your family eats animal foods, I suggest that you start with meats. If you eat meat, just get in the habit of offering your baby meat and making it safe for your baby to eat. And in my experience as a mom myself who eats meat, but is like also kind of lazy about making meat, my husband's from Texas. He wishes we ate more meat. And a lot of moms identify with that. They're like, Baby daddy is only interested in baby led weaning when we're actually serving meat. So here's a good way to get whoever in the family is a meat eater interested. I get the boneless leg of lamb that's always available at Trader Joe's. It's another seasonal thing. Like your regular grocery store, at least where I live, is only going to have lamb around Easter time. But Trader Joe's always has a leg of lamb roast. Now, I used to do stew meat with lamb for babies. And then a number of years, I stopped doing that because I had a really scary incident with a type of stew meat that just wasn't getting soft enough and the baby was gagging. This one baby I worked with is the closest I've ever come to having a baby choke. And I was like, you know what? That's it. Why am I messing around with stew meat? Leg of lamb is when you cook it properly, makes nice, soft, shreddable strips of meat that are so easy for your baby to eat. So in my original 100 First Foods program, which I started in 2016, we actually did lamb on day four of baby led weaning. And people are always like, why do you do, like, that's your thing. Why do you do lamb on day four? I was like, I always do lamb on day four. 
because literally there was a leg of lamb roast left over in my freezer the week that I started solid foods. And I was like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to make this safe for my babies to eat. So I have a lot of content on the podcast about how to make meat safe for your baby to eat. And I know meat can be a major pain point. We, we cover how to make meat safe in the Baby Led Weaning for Beginners workshop. But especially if you want to learn a little bit more about lamb, go and listen to episode 165. It's called Lamb, How to Safely Prepare Lamb for Baby Led Weaning. But pick up a leg of lamb roast when you are at Trader Joe's. And don't get mad at me because it is a little bit on the pricier side, okay? We really, really focus on trying to offer as many different affordable options for protein foods, but like there's kind of no way around the leg of lamb. But it makes a lot. So you have lots of leftover portions that you can freeze and save for later, serve it with some no salt beef or vegetable, whatever broth you have. We always add broth to the strips of meat to make it easier for the baby to chew and swallow. Um, and then also you, like, you yourself might enjoy just a little bit of your lamb roast. A little bit goes a long way with lamb. So you can learn more about making lamb safe. Again, that's in episode 165. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Besides baby led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Well, if you're into true crime and you also dig traveling, I want to tell you about a new podcast you are going to love. The new podcast is called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that all take place on vacation. So the show is hosted by a true crime fanatic and her comedy writer husband, and he has a TV producing partner. So Slaycation brings a totally unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, what the heck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong from the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, their two recently engaged lovebirds, whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended up underwater. Every episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that will intrigue you. I think you're going to love the discussion between the longtime married couple and the business partners. They also happen to be an Emmy-nominated TV producer's Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on the fifth day of each week, we do an allergenic food. So starting in week one, when you start solid foods, just get in the habit of introducing your baby one of those allergenic foods. If you're cruising through the allergenic food part of my 100 first foods list, you'll see the big nine allergenic foods. So those are the nine foods that account for about 90% of food allergy. And then we have variations of those allergenic foods because you don't just do it once. Like if, when it comes to fish protein, I want you to introduce fin fish a number of different ways. And there's content in my program on how to do fatty fish and how to do white fish. And so Salmon is a great fish for babies, but Trader Joe's has canned salmon that checks all of the boxes for baby led weaning. You guys, I am talking about go to the canned fish or the tinned fish aisle, as they call it on TikTok. Go to the bottom, okay, where all the foods that like nobody likes, like the mussels and the sardines live and skip the canned tuna. Okay, we talk a little bit about tuna. We've talked about tuna a ton on the podcast, but if you want like a totally like controversial free way to do tinned fish for your baby, the Trader Joe's Alaska Pink Salmon. Okay, it's skinless, boneless, no salt added. Awesome, okay? 
Occasionally you'll find bones in canned salmon. What I always do is just kind of um, shred, like I do with any protein product, shred the meat between my fingers and my thumb just to make sure there's no bones. But even if there's bones in canned salmon, it's usually so, so soft that it like totally just dissolves in your baby's mouth. Occasionally you'll find a little bit of a harder bone, obviously remove that. But I like, if you do not like making fish, I think you probably would be okay with opening a can of fish from Trader Joe's. Check out their Alaska pink salmon. Great, easy, no mess, low stress, not no mess, but close to no mess, a low mess, no stress way to introduce your baby to the potentially allergenic food, fish. All right, so the five foods from the 100 First Foods list for you for your Trader Joe's shopping list this week, do plums, buy their prunes at Trader Joe's, do for squash, do the butternut squash zigzags for your vegetable. For your starchy food, do sweet potatoes. For your protein food, grab a leg lamb roast if your family eats animal foods. And then for your allergenic food, if you want to do fish, get a can of the Trader Joe's Alaskan pink salmon. All right, so that's five foods from the 100 First Foods list. But if you're like, well, I'm already here, I mean, I might as well grab some more groceries. In the 20 minutes that I had with Henry at the Trader Joe's in our town last night, here are some of my grab bag foods that I went for. First of all, I generally try to like recommend the Trader Joe's brand of stuff because that's going to be around for a little bit longer. But you know, occasionally when they're trialing a new product, they will have a branded product. So I was super stoked to see that they have this tapas style grilled artichoke quarters. Now, artichokes can be hard for parents because a lot of the artichokes that come in cans, like the ones at Trader Joe's have 300, 400 milligrams of sodium. That doesn't work. When you're looking at packaged foods that you're going to offer to your baby, my general rule of thumb is I look for less than 100 milligrams of sodium per serving. And so all of the other artichoke jarred and canned options at Trader Joe's are significantly more than 100 milligrams of salt. And even when you rinse them underneath the faucet, it reduces the sodium by about 30%. But I'm always interested in like, what's the, like, is there a low, low, low sodium option? And I was super stoked to see these tapas styled grilled artichoke quarters that have just 90 milligrams of sodium per serving, okay? So there's a little bit of salt added there because artichokes on their own don't have that much salt. Fruits and vegetables have naturally occurring vitamins and minerals and sodium is a mineral. So sometimes you'll see salt in foods, it's not added. This from the ingredient list you can tell is added, but because it's less than hundred milligrams of salt, I'm like, heck yeah, somebody went to the effort to grill artichokes for me so I don't have to do it. So check those out if you need an easy way to do artichokes. Another thing in my grab bag that I always get at Trader Joe's is their basil. I don't know if it's like a loss leader for Trader Joe's, but it's always so cheap, like less than $5 for the huge thing of organic or regular fresh basil. So for a lot of the plant-based proteins in the 100 First Foods list inside of our program, we have recipes on how you can make pestos and different like hummuses with them because if you buy pesto or you buy hummus at the store, there's too much salt for your baby. But you know, babies don't need to eat bland food and we're often looking for lots of ways to season them. And I think fresh basil is a wonderful addition, especially for some of the pesto recipes if you're trying out some of the different tree nuts. So grab a big container of their fresh basil. It's so beautiful, so fragrant. Just, you know, add it to lots of random baby foods and beautiful green color as well. So love that from Trader Joe's as a second grab bag food. The last three things that I grabbed in my grab bag for baby led weaning from Trader Joe's were for like a little bit of older babies. I know I'm not a nut butter person. You guys have shared that. Extent. I just, it gets messy and I don't like it. Um, and I think it smells weird. And, and then I'd like hate that my baby smells like nuts the rest of the day. But I know people love the mixed nut butter from Trader Joe's. So the mixed nut butter does have a smidge of added salt, like full disclosure, there are 35 milligrams of sodium in a serving. That is not very much. It's less than 100 milligram threshold. Now, I don't do the mixed nut butter as the first way to introduce tree nut because the mixed nut butter from Trader Joe's has 
almonds, cashews, walnuts, Brazil nuts, hazelnuts, and pecans. Okay, you don't want to introduce all of those together at once. I mean, you technically could, okay, and I'm sure people do, but like, I also just try to start with one of the tree nuts. I generally start with almond, okay? And so I would stick to like the isolated almond, try that a number of times, make sure baby's not allergic, and then start doing some of the other tree nuts. And then I'll be like, oh, this baby's fine. They're not allergic to tree nuts. Go to town on the mixed nut butter, but don't serve it plain. Like thick globs of nut butter are a choking hazard, right? We need to thin out the nut butters so that they slide easily off our adult stainless steel spoon. So take that mixed nut butter when you're ready to do multiple tree nuts for your baby and thin it out with breast milk or formula or unsweetened applesauce. But that's a great one once you've like worked your way through a few of the tree nuts on their own just to ensure your baby doesn't have tree nut allergy. But you want to continue to introduce your baby to these allergenic foods early and often. So the mixed nut butter from Trader Joe's is a good way to do it. Plus there's no added sugar in there, which is cool. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Another one that I saw that I would do for an older baby, people are always asking like, what kind of snacks do you take if you're traveling? Well, let's start with Katie. I know you don't like snacks for babies, but if you were traveling and were to buy snacks for a baby, what would you get? I think, you know, for earlier eaters, we definitely don't do any hard, crunchy or crispy foods, but there are some snack foods at Trader Joe's that do not have added sugar and have less than 100 milligrams of sodium. So, I get that some people do snacks. And so one of the ones that works from Trader Joe's are the Trader Joe's Contemplates Inner Peas. They're the baked green pea snack. So you can find these at lots of other stores. Sometimes they have a lot of salt in them, but the Trader Joe's one just has 75 milligrams of sodium and zero grams of added sugar. So for your older baby, when you feel comfortable doing some of those crunchier foods and you know your baby best, I would not do this for an early eater, but there are some snack foods like that at Trader Joe's that work. All right, last one. Trader Joe's always has Ezekiel bread. So Ezekiel bread is the original, you know, flourless sprouted grain bread. It's low glycemic. There's lots of like crazy claims on the front of the package. But the deal with Ezekiel bread is that it's the lowest salt bread you can generally find in the United States. Now, if you know my 100 First Foods list, you know that there's not bread on the 100 First Foods list. And I do not like bread for earlier eaters. Bread is something that I do for older babies. And I do a whole podcast episode on bread called Bread, When Can Babies Safely Start Eating Bread? That's in episode 183. If you want to learn more about bread and why I like to wait on it, but when you're ready to do bread, 
Here's a couple things about the Ezekiel bread. First of all, it is low in sodium, which is great. Less than 100 milligrams of sodium per, per serving, depending upon what kind you get. There's either 75 or 85 milligrams of sodium in a slice. So that's like awesome for bread, most of which have 200, 300, sometimes even more milligrams of salt per serving. And that's way too much for babies. So I like the idea that it's a low salt bread. But here's the problem. The point of salt in bread, besides making it taste good, is that it acts, it retains moisture, right? And so when you take all the salt out, the bread gets super dry. And we know that dry foods are a choking hazard for babies. So the Ezekiel bread, if you do do it, just make sure you're moistening it up, okay? Where you're adding a sauce or a dipper or a topper so that your baby can safely swallow it. If you can't find Ezekiel bread at your regular grocery store, like your run-of-the-mill grocery stores oftentimes have it, but it tends to be in the frozen food section. I like the one at Trader Joe's. I feel like it's more fresh. It's in their fresh bakery section. Like they probably have some pretty heavy turnover of that Ezekiel bread. Again, just something that I kind of hold off for. Um, until babies are older eaters. So five of the grab bag foods. I have to stop myself. I have a lot more. I'll probably do other episodes of this because there's lots of other great foods that work for babies there. But I wanted to limit it to 10. The five grab bag foods again were the grilled artichokes, the basil, the snap pea snacks, the mixed nut butter, and then Ezekiel bread. A couple of those grab bag foods are better for older babies. If you want to grab a copy of that 100 first foods list, again, it's on my free weekly workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. Sign up for this week's workshop times at babyledweaning.co. I'll show you tons of other tricks from a visual standpoint. Like it's a little bit easier to see how you prep some of these foods and to just listen to it. But thanks for listening to this episode. And don't forget to come back because we're going to be releasing all of the other grocery store episodes in the coming weeks. You can check out the show notes for this episode if you go to blwpodcast.com slash 317. Our current intern, Aliza, is going to be working on the show notes for that making a beautiful layout of all these different foods just so you can see them, so you can identify them quickly if you too are sneaking into Trader Joe's during gymnastics to do your grocery shopping for the next week. Pick those five foods out for your baby next week if you're going to Trader Joe's. I hope this episode helped you. And thank you also to our partners at Airwave Media. If you like podcasts that feature food and science and using your brain, Airwave Media has some great podcasts for you. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Okay, one thing I forgot to say, I just looked at my notes. If you like Trader Joe, you got to read the Trader Joe founder book, Becoming Trader Joe by Joe Coulomb. So this was one of my favorite reads from last year. And when I say read, I need to be honest. I finish the book as I finish all books by listening to them. I fall asleep if I try to read, but so much housework. I listen to like so many books. And this one was like one of my favorites of all time. Because I said, I'm not a huge Trader Joe fan, but like, and I'd heard things like, you know, you kind of hear like the mystery of Trader Joe's. Like, oh, they operate with zero debt. And then a lot about like their private label and private branding stuff is kind of confusing because you're like, isn't this really just Stacy's pita chips, but it's branded as Trader Joe's? Like I really liked learning like the backstory of how Joe came up and just in how different grocery stores were when he started and why they ended up selling to the Germans and how it's associated with Aldi. Like there's just a really cool backstory. So if you need a good book and you like Trader Joe's, even if you don't like Trader Joe's, Becoming Trader Joe by Joe Coulomb, How I Did Business My Way and Still Beat the Big Guys especially if you're an entrepreneur, you run a small business. For me, it was like just very inspiring because he does not like glorify entrepreneurship by any means. And it was like, I don't know. I just really enjoyed. I love autobiographies of successful people when they can look back and be like, oh, look at my whole story. Like they tell you like all the bad stuff in there too and how challenging it was. And anyway, it was one of my favorite books. I hope you guys like it. Becoming Trader Joe. Bye. Bye.